0: Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your host, two-time world champion, Andy Groneman and friends, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in, and
1: welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, where we up your barbecue with help from legends in the barbecue world. I'm your host, Andy G., along with our executive producer, T-Bone, and my co-host, world champion and owner of Plowboys Barbecue, Todd Johns. Hello, Andy G.
2: Well, what's going on, Todd? Well, let's see. <laughs> we had a... Uh, speaking of You're world... You're awake! Yeah, speaking of world championships... <laughs> uh... Three-peat... The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl once again.
1: Yes. So, so now the next thing on our minds is three, Pete. We've is, done two. Now it's time to go ahead and do three. That's right. Let's do it. Chiefs kingdom. Let's do it. All right. I'm done talking about Chiefs. That's all I'm going to say. But we about also,
2: that. things that have happened is you and I got to teach class together this, this we week. Did. We did. We had a fun time doing that. Yeah, that was the first time we've done that in a long time. So we had a class at um, Proud Souls Barbecue up, up in New uh, the north of the river in Kansas City. And I taught a little ribs and you taught, I got it, to, steak? yeah, I got to
1: wax, uh, poetic about Wagyu beef Yep, for Booth Creek Wagyu. And I, you I, know, everybody loved the products. Yeah. Everybody just had a blast and it was fun. We haven't done that in ages. A long time. We yeah. should, we should probably do more of that.
2: Yeah. So that was fun. It was for a private group. It was a private corporate group that it was kind of a team building thing for them, and it was fun to just get up and tell old stories again. And um, yeah, I hadn't made ribs like that in a long time. Like you know, without yeah. the restaurants, it's yeah, uh, you know, just don't do a lot of that. So that was fun, and I hadn't had plowboy beans in in a moon. So
1: oh yeah, and you know good. what? It I, I always love doing classes like that at venues because people have access to the product right away. So from a class perspective at the end of class, and I know you had to bolt, you know, people are walking up and they've got their bean buddy and their yard right. bird, and, right. and they've got a Denver steak out of the fridge. Like it's, it's awesome to see people enjoy it and then immediately be able to jump right in and do something. Yeah, It's, so. it's
2: like this show, right? We get to talk about barbecue and educate, but to actually do it in person is a lot of fun. So, oh yeah, you know, yeah, I
1: love doing it. So, yeah. And we get to do more of that today because we've got a great returning guest and he always brings the tips and tricks. He is a two-time world champion as well, like the Chiefs, uh, and he's won the San Antonio Show twice. He has a line of amazing products under his brand, Texas Pepper Jelly and Craig Seasonings. You can check them out at TexasPepperJelly.com and you can follow Craig on Instagram at Texas Pepper Jelly. And, you know... When we get a chance to have Craig Sherry on, it is always a good thing. So, Todd, I don't know. Did you use any uh, rib candy on the ribs? Were you a rib candy? Uh, at at the class or yeah, just in general? I couldn't I mean, remember. <clears throat> I, you, I can't remember if you had rib candy out or not.
2: No, we didn't have any rib candy All out right. for that one, but uh, but have used it a lot in competitions and at home and... Yeah, rib candy's awesome. And then he's uh, got some other products I need to start checking out.
1: Oh yeah, the 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 new hot sauces that he mm-hmm. brought out are are killer. So in our fourth segment, though, we're going to talk about how to let sugars play into your seasonings and your sauces and how they impact your cook. You know, we had a great uh, conversation with Aaron uh, from Man Meat just about seasonings and salts and sugars in general, and so that I think is going to force us to just yeah. keep going on. That type of a conversation. Yep. Well, it's time now for our Ask Andy segment, which is brought to you this month by Smoke on Wheels KC Bootleg Barbecue Sauce, which, of course, you can get at All Things Barbecue, atbbq.com. And don't forget, you'll get yourself a Barbecue Radio Network t-shirt if we use your question on the air. So make sure that you send T-Bone your questions and a shirt size. So T-Bone, what do you got for
0: us? I got a question from Matt Bailey, who's up there in New Haven, Connecticut. Man, I love the Northeast questions. All these cold weather grillers. Yeah, and we, we've got several affiliates up there, so they're they're going to keep coming. In fact, today a station from Minnesota contacted me asking, w- w- "What do you do in the winter?" <laughs> it's like, I gave them <laughs> well, a long. They get line. in ice fishing things and have bottles of whiskey and drill through ice up there. That's and right. That's, that's right. right. Oh, we we'll have to do a show on that. Yes. Okay. It won't be my first, by the way. (laughs) Hey, Andy. That's the way it's written. Yes, sir. I love a good deal from the butcher. I will load up on... Oh, okay. I will load up on meat that they are trying to move and keep my freezer well stocked. My concern is if I am buying a cut a few days before the sell-by date, how do I know how much time I have between defrosting and cooking so that it is still...
2: Safe. Just put it in frozen. Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> so so there's a couple of, of things there that make that an interesting question. First of all, if he's buying it and it has a sell by date, is it still fresh when he's buying it? Because the key there is fresh product typically does have a shelf life under a certain amount of refrigeration. Uh, usually you have a HACCP plan that says I'm going to keep it fresh for X amount of time. Um, and in general, you can go from the date that that thing was, uh, put in the box, slaughtered or packaged. there will either be a pack by date or a kill by date that was on the case that it came in. And usually if he's going to a butcher counter, he mentioned he goes to his butcher, they will know what that date is. Mm-hmm. And you can go forward from that date. And I usually try and stick within that 30 to 45 day window. Uh, and then you need to freeze the product if it's already frozen as long as he is putting it directly into his freezer and not slacking it out and thawing it first and then refreezing it to then thaw it again i mean todd what's your take you you probably had some frozen product that you'd pull out at the restaurant
2: sure right? yeah we would get some things in that were that were frozen at some point they had reached a date where they could no longer be held as fresh and and uh, whoever we were buying that from froze it. And we would typically get it like he is. We would get a better deal on that. It was just, you know, yeah, I was 100, thinking 100 ribs are usually
1: something that pops up like that.
2: Yeah. Ribs often are frozen. Um, brisket's typically not pork, butts typically not. But when they do go past that date and they have to freeze them, we usually get a better deal on them. Just like, you know, just like this person is, it depends on the cut too, or not, not the cut, but what are we talking about? Is it beef um, beef usually is a little more stable. We age beef in the right yep. conditions. Um pork not quite as volatile, but are we talking chicken? Are we talking fish? So you, you know, what are we talking about too makes a big difference. I'm not going to, you know, let s- poultry or fish or something a little more volatile like that go a long time. But also, how is it packaged? Is it under cryvac? um, zero oxygen cryvac package. And, yeah, or is it
1: on a styrofoam tray in butcher right, wrap. Right. Yeah, it makes a big
2: difference. And so if it's under if it's under cryovac and zero oxygen packaging, then I can hold that in the right conditions and continue to wet age it, let's say a brisket or a piece of beef. So um but I would say if you don't know what that, you know, how old that is and 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 all that and the butcher can't quite tell you or you're a little suspect you know, just take precaution and you know, slack it and cook it within a day or two. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't
1: thaw it and leave it for a week. A week,
2: yeah. And if it's fish, you need to get that fresh and cook it right away. Anyway, yeah, so. yeah.
1: If, if you're got a, if you've got a piece of frozen fish, for example, you're going to thaw it and cook it. Thaw and cook it right there. Yeah. yeah.
2: Put it in a put it in water, running water over it, or something like that to get it thawed.
1: Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. So, Matt, what we would tell you is ask your butcher the date that they got that package in. If they don't have that, then and, and you've got it, freeze it and then thaw it and cook it. You can leave it a day or so if it's beef, but in general, thaw and then cook and you'll be good to go. So, we will get a t-shirt headed your way to New Haven, Connecticut. Thank you, T-Bone, for the question. Next segment, we are going to be talking with Craig Sherry, who is a world champion pitmaster, a barbecue instructor, an owner of Texas Pepper Jelly. All-around good guy. All-around good good guy. guy. (laughs) Yeah, so, and like I said, you're going to get whatever the the newest thing that he's done is, you're going to get that out of him because he doesn't have any secrets. The guy just shares everything. (laughs) Coming up next, it is Craig Sherry right here on Barbecue Radio Network.
0: Every Barbecue Radio Network show is archived and available through your favorite podcast platform. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. You have a better recipe
1: for when you grill. Better ingredients, better cuts of meat, and because you're using a grill from Holstein Manufacturing, well, a better grill. You take grilling seriously, and at Holstein Manufacturing, we make a serious grill. Find your new grill now at HolsteinMFG.com.
0: We build a grill. Holstein Manufacturing. Holstein Manufacturing. We build the grill.
1: Welcome back to the award-winning Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Andy G, along with our executive producer, T-Bone, and my co-host, Plowboy's own Todd Johns, and we have a returning guest this week, and as I said last segment, he's a two-time world champion. He's got lots of other wins under his belt, and his Texas Pepper Jelly products are a staple in the barbecue world. You've heard me talk about it before. Rib candy is a game changer. So Craig Sherry is joining us today, and you can check out his products at TexasPepperJelly.com or follow him on social media with the handle at Texas pepper jelly on Facebook or Instagram. You'll get all kinds of great info out of them. Welcome to the show, Craig. Thank you for having me guys. I want to know what's going on with you. You've had some new products that were coming out last time we were on the show. You know, my favorite was the pineapple ghost pepper sauce, the hot sauce, Uh, but you've had some new hot sauces. You've had the chipotle mustard launch. You had some seasonings coming out, your pecan seasoning, which is amazing. How's everything
3: going? everything's going great guys um if it was any better i couldn't stand it (laughs) what's i uh, mean what's really taking off what's uh, jumping up well you know i'm gonna i'm gonna throw you a curveball the audience doesn't realize this but we always talk a little bit before the show and you ask my thoughts on this or that and we have a game plan well i'm just to go off teleprompter call me biden whoever you want to (laughs) We're we're going rogue here for just a second. Yes, All right.
2: guys. I forgot get the, to tell you Hey, y'all. get that beep. Get that T-bone. Yeah, get that the T-bone. Beep, get the beeper ready. Beep going. We might need to. <laughs> we, you might. There you might you be might, some colorful language. Not,
3: this this may not even astound y'all, but guys, since we last talked, I wanted to share real quick. Texas pepper jelly is gone international again. We just shipped a nice shipment to a store in Stockholm, Sweden. Nice. Of all all places, I never imagined our product being in Sweden. And the reception is just unbelievable.
1: That is always fun to get orders from places that you don't expect to
2: get them yeah not the yeah not not the hallmark uh, locations of barbecue that we typically think of or grilling but well congratulations that's that's awesome
3: yeah and well thank you thank you it it, it's still i think
2: i think for a lot of us that have products it's still i mean it's 17 years for me having products and just to walk in someplace and see your product on a shelf still is the ultimate high. It
3: really is. There's just no way to explain it. Um, that, and when you get photographs sometimes from Mm -hmm. friends or family in different places,
2: Andy gets Absolutely. a
3: lot
1: of hate mail that
2: <laughs> 90% of it's from me, but yeah, yeah I was
3: going to say the <laughs> last, well.
1: the last picture I sent Todd of his product was in Seoul, Korea. <laughs> and we were introducing yep. an entire uh, group over at Moons barbecue in Seoul to uh Yardbird. Yardbird. And, uh, I'll tell you what it is. It is fun when you're on the other side of the globe And you can bring bring stuff that is is stuff that you are you love at home, and you share it with people, and you see the whole new look, the whole excited look again on all of that stuff.
2: Well, you know, Andy, in the intro to Craig, you you said that you know Texas pepper jelly, the rib candy, it's all you know, it's a staple. I would say, Craig, that you really started a whole like category and a whole genre in the barbecue world. Like there was no products like that. Until you kind of brought that to the table, well, not that i would ever seen at
3: all. Well, that that almost brings a tear to my eye. In all seriousness, no joking, because I have felt like for years in my own mind, I did exactly that. And I'm not. Look, don't don't none of you ever take this wrong, but a rub's a rub. I mean, there's better rubs than others. There's ex, there's exemplary rubs as in the Plowboy line that are miles above others. But to bring a new genre to market, how many guys get to say that?
2: Yeah, hundred percent. And
3: I'm, I'm, ex- I'm extremely proud of it. Uh, honestly, more so than I could ever explain to y'all. Yeah. It's, thanks it's thanks it's for recognizing a, that. Yeah,
2: absolutely. It's a, it's, it's more than a staple. But Let's talk about bringing the Texas tropical back. All right. Let's just go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) But now you see, you know, and and like they say, Craig, you know, imitations, the greatest form of flattery. So now you're seeing other people kind of, you know, doing the same thing that you really invented.
3: Well, and you guys are. I mean, aren't you? Aren't you? I I mean, you're not just saying that because they're popping up left and right. No, it's the truth. It
1: is 100% the truth. And, of course, you are listening to Barbecue Radio Network with our guest Craig Sherry, and we are talking about rib candy and the fact that that thing, I mean, and when I say it's a game changer, I meant that because the, the his original products, the, the pepper jelly products, are amazing. And when rib candy came out, it was. It, it totally uh, put... put competition barbecue on its ear uh you know and i always called it tire shine for ribs i'm like <laughs> oh man this is like it, it's the
3: next level of uh, perfect on your ribs for that so
1: isn't anyway it, isn't
3: it amazing isn't it amazing how many when you're at a comp you know when we do show up here and there uh not that we all comp like we used to but to walk into different trailers or different tents or setups and see a bottle of product back there um a lot of people don't talk how they use it or why they use it or even that they use it. But I can tell you with all confidence, it's in seven out of ten setups at any contest across the country any given weekend.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. That is, uh, that. I mean, it's just the way that it is. And again, I well, haven't been competing you know, as much as I used to, but uh, it's
3: always fun to see it out there. A few years ago, I could have told you in Texas, nine out of 10 standing on the stage at the end of the day, use some form of our products. I don't know if it's that high today, but I have a, a pretty good feeling it's still up there. And, yeah, I um, imagine. those are, you know, those are the things that, that make me proud. Uh, we all have companies, we all have products that we sell and we all have a right to be proud. And, um, yeah, it's good. That and the name we build. You know, the guy from Sweden, I said, how did you hear about me? He said, how could we not hear about you? Our guys barbecue and they go to the States for vacation and they all come dragging this stuff back saying, you got to order it. You got to order it. <laughs> and, uh, awesome. you know, your your name, the customer name, the Texas pepper jelly name. Um. has has grown to have more legs on it than I ever imagined it would. And so, you know, we're up there, we're doing good. I think we're, we're, we're probably not as common yet as a blues hog, but that's my goal to be there one day. Um, Maybe one day even be a uh, smoke on wheels. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Someday, that, Craig, someday, you know. <laughs> that that might be reaching in just a little bit. Uh, that usually happens now, on the way down. Now I
1: need a shovel. Yeah. I gotta get a shovel out because Craig's <laughs> talking about
3: that. But so next segment well, though. Here, let next- me let me let me let me talk about this real quick. How about all right, you all got the product fifteen lines seconds grown into? All the product lines we've grown into From the hot sauces To the condiments To the mustard To the ketchup I mean Buddy, we're almost a one-stop shop That's right
1: And next segment You've got a couple of new things coming And we're going to get We're going to spill the beans. I'm just going to say that. And, of course, we're talking with Craig Sherry. Check out his website, texaspepperjelly.com. Follow him on social media, at Texas Pepper Jelly. When we come back, we're going to pick Craig's brain, and we will be back here talking barbecue right on Barbecue Radio Network.
0: Hey, careful, man. There's a beverage here, huh? Barbecue Radio Network is heard on radio stations from Hawaii to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at BBQRadioNetwork.com.
1: Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network with my co-host, Pitmaster Todd Johns, our executive producer T-Bone, and I'm Andy G. And we are back talking with Craig Sherry, world champion pitmaster, which, by the way, he's got tons of instructional videos covering all the bases of Barbecue Champs Academy in that video series. Uh, So not only is he a world champ, but he shares all that knowledge as well. Welcome back, Craig.
3: Thank you. Glad to be back.
1: Well, you know, and we were rolling out of that last segment and you've got some stuff that you're working on. I know that you're uh, you're working on a couple of new things, and I don't want to spill the beans when we get to that one, but what else you got going?
3: Well, I've decided I'm going to jump into the uh, turkey brine market. Uh, I'm, I'm making plans to be ready for the holidays this year, so it's not something that's going to be out today or tomorrow, guys, but hopefully by the end of summer we'll have it all packaged and ready to go uh, it's a fascinating market. I never realized, uh, how many different products were out there, how many different flavors were out there. And it might be something that keeps me busy for a while, but <laughs> well, this is all new, all new to me. So let's
1: play with it. That's right. And you are also working on a bean seasoning and I'll let you just jump right into the specifics. Cause it's not just
3: a bean seasoning. I think the world is ready for a Texas pinto bean seasoning. Yeah, you know there's lots of beans out there to cook. There's a hundred thousand ways to probably cook beans, but in Texas, we're pretty much used to a standard pinto bean. It's a staple here. I'm not sure about other parts of the country. I, I've seen some raised eyebrows, but we grew up on on pinto beans here, and everybody has their own personal recipe. Uh, But in the end, there's a lot of nuances that are the same, and that would be a little spice, a little black pepper, got to have that jalapeno in there. You got to have a little of that fat back or bacon flavor in there, Uh, some chopped onions, some cumin. You know, all of this just melds together to make a Texas pinto bean, and that's what I'm really hoping to duplicate but do it in a fashion so that it's easy for everybody. Nobody wants to spend days making a pot of beans. So if we can come up with all of this where it's in a container and can be dumped into a pot of beans, so much the better for everybody else. Then you can't screw it up. Well, and
1: to have good real Texas beans, which, you know, a good friend of ours, uh, George would not allow us to eat a, an improper pinto bean and you definitely don't put them in your chili so i
3: absolutely not i mean i don't even get me started i i realize that you have to be courteous and let the people do what they want but the people who do beans and chili just isn't normal
1: yeah so so you gotta have a good pinto bean recipe to to, to let those things stand on their own so i'm excited about that now todd Todd has his own bean buddy already too for for like a good Kansas City style. Yeah, that, bean.
2: yeah, it's not a Texas style at all. It's a it's a, yeah more of a Kansas City you know thick barbecue bean. Um, more like a dare I say it more like a baked bean. Yeah, more yeah. like a Boston baked bean, um, but d- just with more barbecue ish flavors to it. But and I'd i kind yeah.
1: of forgotten what the what that bean buddy base did to. A set of beans but we did them in, a, in that class that Todd well you weren't on yet we in the first segment we were talking about a class we had going yep. last week and I hadn't had them in ages and I'll be darn if that isn't just a killer flavor base and if you can put something together that'll give us a real a, a Texas pinot bean like an authentic the right
2: flavor set that's huge yeah, I like the dry, w- it coming in a dry pack too. So you're just dumping those. I mean, that's what I assume you're talking absolutely. about is a dry pack. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it, it stores easy, it ships easy, It it's easier to use. I think it's a great idea. Yeah,
3: every, the consumer today wants simple. They want easier. Uh, simpler is always better. And that's that's what we're hoping to achieve. I can tell you this, we won't bring it out until it's ready. There is no sense to rush this product there's no, it's not like you want to get it at the next competition or, or whatever. This is a product that I would rather spend the next six months or a year developing than to throw it in a bottle and get it out next week.
2: Well, we're talking with Craig Sherry here on barbecue radio network, talking about some pinto beans from Texas with uh, Texas pepper jelly zone, Craig Sherry. Yeah. I, great idea. Love it. Are you going to, is it just going to be kind of one flavor one or are you thinking having a little suite of you know different
3: products Hadn't, you know i pick uh, texas pinto beans there's only one
2: yeah, okay I, i'm not
3: saying i'm not saying i won't do something after we get this one but it's more important that we get this one than, when I, than I worry about different flavors yeah i can't wait to try
1: that once you got that ready because what what is your bean recipe once somebody if once you get this where you want it What's the thought process on what somebody's going to have to do to make the beans right? What's the what's the
3: go? Nothing. Just soak the beans. Yeah. Dump
2: the dump the seasoning.
3: Soak, soak, soak the beans in. I use a pressure cooker because I don't want to cook all day. But soak the beans overnight. Throw them in a pressure cooker. Put the seasoning in. Call it good in about twenty to thirty minutes, and enjoy your meal. Wow, that'd be awesome. I wish I'm I'm hoping for that.
2: I've never done that. I've done them in the crock pot, but I've never thought about doing them like in the instapot in a in a pressure situation.
3: Craig, I'm oh gonna... man, the pressure situation is a game changer. Three, thirty minutes, really, you can have the beans done in thirty minutes. If you if you soak them, my competition being when I cooked them, I soaked them overnight. From the time they went in and started boiling to the time I took them out to turn them in was twenty minutes. Wow. Hmm. That's I'm gonna have to play with that.
2: Yeah. So, all right now. Now I'm intrigued. Okay. So, <laughs> pressure cooker and beans. So, are you? So you're soaking them, and then rinsing them. Soaking assume, them overnight. Rinsing them.
3: It depends on what you soak them in, but yes. Okay. Rinse them. Put them in the pot. Put the water that you need in the pot. Or in my case, I would use chicken stock a lot. All right. Uh, yep. Or all a combination right. of chicken, a combination of chicken and beef.
2: How and about then, about how have, much? How much liquid are you putting in just to kind of cover it to the, line,
3: to the line on my pot. Okay. Now see you asked me you asked me a difficult question. I don't know <laughs> I never measured it. I will me- I will measure it for the challenge but I I'd never done it before. Uh you, the key is you don't you know even even pressure cooking for 15 or 20 minutes you don't want to run out of liquid. Yeah. as we call it here in Texas gravy. You want right. to have that gravy in the pot. Uh, and there's a fine line between having it too thick
2: and having it too thin. But I mean, the
3: line on the pot, if you're
1: using an Instapot, the line on the, the, line pot, on the so pot is the, the right is the right line.
2: Now, we don't know how many beans he put in. It could be four, but the line pound. on the pot. One oh, wait, pound. One, all right. One pound. One
3: pound, and I'll even go so far as to tell you casserole. That's the name brand on the package. If you can't cook a casserole, you need to throw it away and go find them. All right. Casserole beans. You'll That's- never eat you'll never find a better a better pinto bean out there
2: all right we got he's he's spilling the beans here <laughs> we got some good what information I, I didn't intend to go this far guys but here we are <laughs> yeah here we are so
1: you told me and we've we got about a minute you told me you had another tip
3: that you had remembered i've got a, I've got a tip for every barbecue cook out there i've got a tip for every cook out there that is worried about seasoning Before you use your seasoning, I don't care if it's been on the shelf five minutes and you just got home with it or it's been on the shelf for six months before you use that seasoning, get you a little Tupperware dish. that will hold, I don't know, hold a quart at least or more. Take that seasoning and dump the whole bottle in that container and put the lid on it and then shake the living crap out of it. Shake it for two or three minutes, pour it back in your jar and use it and you'll taste like you got a fresh jar. The, the problem, guys, is that people don't realize is the lighter materials in any rubber seasoning settle they set I swear they move when they're sitting on the shelf, just daring you to do something. Yep, they all settle to the bottom, and you don't have enough space in that bottle to shake them up and blend them up the way they were intended.
2: Great to- so dump right. in the
3: container dump them in a container, put the lid on it, shake the crap out of it, put it back in the bottle and use it, and you'll thank me later for it.
1: That's right. That is a great tip. Thank you so much, Craig. Don't forget, head on over to Instagram or Facebook and follow him at Texas Pepper Jelly and see what cool things are going on and check out the website, TexasPepperJelly.com. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Todd about sugars and how to use them in your sauces and seasonings right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Creekstone Farms' premium black Angus beef and all-natural Duroc heritage pork are found on menus at the finest steakhouses and butcher shops around the world. And now you can elevate every experience by ordering their products online. Go to shop.creekstonefarms.com and get restaurant-quality steaks delivered right to your door. Use promo code RADIO and get 10% off your entire order welcome back to Todd Nandy and here on barbecue radio network this segment is brought to you by Holstein manufacturing check them out at holsteinmfg.com they have NSF certified cookers and grills and of course my favorite corn roasters and don't forget the awesome mobile event and catering rigs Check them out at HolsteinMFG.com. Man, you know that Craig always throws down the crazy stuff on us.
2: Yeah, the, the bean in the, in the Instapot, I'm going that direction real See, soon. I,
1: we always get a nugget out of Craig on that. And by the way, and I'll say this again before the end of the show, go back and listen to the Rib Show, folks. If you don't remember the Rib Show, go back and listen to that. Craig throws down some great tips and tricks back in the old archives.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: Well, it's time now for our All Things Barbecue product spotlight. Their website is ATBBQ.com. All Things Barbecue has all the tools and accessories you need to take your barbecue to the next level. So get fired up and get supplies to do it all at All Things Barbecue over at ATBBQ.com. Todd,
2: what do you got for us? And this week, to keep your knives as sharp as Andy's wit... (laughs) You need the Wusthof two-stage manual knife sharpener. Um, this is designed to sharpen your European and American-style cutlery to perfection. Note, um, uh, European or American, not Asian. Asian has a different curve uh, to yeah, it. D-
1: different curve, different, different degree kerf. on the blade. I think this is, what, 18 degrees or
2: Yeah, um, so 15? to sharpen a dull knife, uh, pull it through the coarse stage at 90 degrees and And with moderate pressure until a new edge is set, you can keep your knives in peak condition by honing it to the fine stage every second use. And this is the Wusthof two-stage manual knife sharpener, $35. Um, It's great.
1: Yes, and I actually have one of those in my knife roll that yep. I I use and I I don't use the first stage as much as I use the second. It's a right. great tuning, it's a great tuning steel yep. basically. Just
2: just to hone it like you would on a steel and it's for those that don't know how to use a steel, um something like this is a little a little more friendly.
1: Yeah, it makes it easy to do. And yep. so thanks Todd for pulling that one out and again you can get that over at atbbq.com. Getting... And so you know, so our our final tip there from Craig was about taking your seasonings and putting them in that container and giving them a good shake. And it does a couple things, right? He said it takes all the fine stuff and gets that redistributed. But, you know, that got me thinking immediately as he's saying that, that that just plays in great to what we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. which is sugars in your seasonings or in your sauces, mm-hmm. because uh, and I'm sure we'll jump right into this, Todd, but the size of the sugar, the type of the sugar, all of that matters in your rubs
2: mm-hmm. yeah, and there's a I think the biggest thing that that folks need to understand and think about is the amount of processing or you know or lack of processing that can happen in different types of sugar, so Uh, Not all sugar is the same, and even when we talk about brown sugar, it's not necessarily all the same. There's different kind of styles or types of brown sugar based on a lot of it's how much refinement was done and how did that brown sugar come to play. So first, let's talk about um, just sugar. So the two main sources for sugar are going to be sugar cane or beets, sugar beets. Um, a lot of our sugar is going to be cane sugar, uh, but there's a lot of beet varieties as well. So, you know, you can go from just granulated sugar to confectionary sugar, which is powdered. Sh- we know yep. it's powdered sugar. Don't use a lot of that in barbecue. I would never have used powdered sugar in barbecue. <laughs> I don't know what that would do. That <laughs> might be interesting.
1: Um, it probably makes stuff too sweet because for the uh, a teaspoon of it would have. Probably twice as much sugar as a regular Because it's more dense. Because it's
2: more dense. Mm-hmm. So uh, then kind of in between there is uh, caster sugar, um, which is going to be a little finer. And typically, those are, it's going to be a finer sugar that might go into um, a sweet tea or in some kind of liquid, because it's going to dissolve really well. So when you're working with sugar, um, and particularly you're going to take it to a liquid state, right? You're going to make a sauce with it. Uh, You're going to make a a brine tip, specifically with a brine. You want to dissolve that, and sugar needs to be heated up. It needs to not quite get to a boiling state, but it needs to be heated up to dissolve. If you've ever taken a teaspoon of, of sugar and put it in a glass of tea, it doesn't dissolve. Those granules just sit at the bottom. Um, so you have to like warm that liquid up. So if you're going to do just a basic brine of, you know, a gallon of water to a cup of sugar, a cup of salt, um, you want to heat that up and dissolve that first. And do you like to, so when I'm, depending on what I'm cooking,
1: uh, if I'm doing a brine that I'm going to use on something I'm grilling versus smoking, I'll put less sugar in it because I don't want it to get, uh, to where those sugars scorch. Like a uh, chicken breast, I'll, I'll use less sugar in my chicken brine so that it doesn't get any bitterness going.
2: Yeah, um, interesting. I haven't thought about that, actually. And I, I don't typically grill a lot of things I've brined. It's mostly for um, smoking. So I haven't actually thought about that. But that might be you know something to consider. And you definitely um, are changing the ratio in that a little bit, which may cause the osmosis process to change a little bit. I don't know. So. Uh, but it, I, you know, it must work for you. So
1: yeah, there's a. I, I'm trying to think of who originally put it out. I, it might have been um, Cook's Illustrated or America's Test mm-hmm. Kitchen. Years ago, they yeah. did a a whole series on high heat brines, low heat brines, interesting, different, uh, different brines for beef versus pork products as well. Uh, as your base
2: ratios yep all right so let's talk about brown sugar and let's talk about how sugar is refined so that let's just stick to cane sugar and it's it's going to um, get boiled down it's going to then go through a subterfuge and the crystal sugar crystals are going to be separated from the molasses and then that molasses is going to if – we, if we want to turn it into a molasses product, we're going to boil that down. And there's really three different types of molasses. One is a light molasses, and it's um, a little more full flavor. It's sweeter, um, and it's the first boiling of that molasses off of the cane sugar. The second boiling would be a dark, and then if you've ever heard a black strap, yep. that's the third boiling. And so that third boiling of the molasses – It's a really, really rich, thick flavor, full flavor, um, not as sweet. Um, So it kind of depends on what you're kind of going for there. Um, And so when we're talking about brown sugar, it's that cane sugar that's been refined. And a lot of it is going to be. The crystals are removed to white granulated sugar, and then they're going to add back in the molasses some of that to molasses it. to it to color it and give it flavor. And the more they add, you know, it's either going to be light brown sugar or light or dark brown sugar, depending on how much they add.
1: Now you can also get raw sugars, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can get a raw cane sugar, like a turbinado, or I can get a raw dark sugar. Uh, like a muscovado that yep. is is a even richer brown sugar
2: right so then yeah great so now we're talking about sugars that haven't the cane sugar It's still cane sugar still the same source it just hasn't been processed as much and so we refer to those as raw sugars and the muscovado is kind of the or can be called a barbado sugar yep those are really the 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 ones that you know, you want to bring to the barbecue table and put in your rubs. Look for the muscovado. It'll cost you a little bit more. Um, it's a little you know rarer and harder to find. But I mean, you can get it on Amazon or whatever. Yeah. But but those are going to be very full flavor, not really refined. It hasn't you know have that sugar crystals and and molasses separated and then put back together in a formula. Um, and,
1: and I know you were sticking to
2: beet sugars and cane sugars,
1: but the other one that I really like for barbecue is palm sugar.
2: Yeah, so it's there's a lot of other sources for sugar, um, sorghum, which we typically oh, yes. we typically see is a very heavy molasses. Um, back note: um, pomegranate, carob. Yeah, um, carob's usually you know we see that in a in the white liquid sugar, um, dates. Uh, there's you know we can extract sugar from a lot. There's a lot of high sugar, high glucose things that we can extract sugar from, but typically you're going to get beets and, and sugar cane in, you know, commercialized sugar like that. But, you know, branch out as you're building your own rubs or doing your own thing. Um, you know, I wouldn't put a bunch of muscovado in a brine, but I would definitely, you know, fold it into some rubs or something.
1: Yeah, definitely take those raw sugars and play with them in some rubs and you'll just have a great time. Tons of flavor there. We want to thank Craig Sherry for being on the show again. Check out the archives, that rib show from earlier. It's going to be great and give you all kinds of crazy tips just like he did today. You can check him out at texaspepperjelly.com or follow his Instagram at at Texas Pepper Jelly. Don't forget to head on over to All Things Barbecue and pick up some Smoke on Wheels Casey Bootleg Barbecue Sauce. Thank you all for tuning in. Next week, we are going to be bringing you Frank Cox, the barbecue pit engineer. It is spring and time to rehab your pits. We'll keep the fires lit till next time here on Barbecue Radio Network. You have a better recipe for when you grill. Better ingredients, better cuts of meat, and because you're using a grill from Holstein Manufacturing, well, a better grill. You take grilling seriously, and at Holstein Manufacturing, we make a serious grill. Find your new grill now at HolsteinMFG.com.
0: We build the grill. Holstein Manufacturing.
1: Holstein Manufacturing. We build the grill.